0: Welcome to Quest for Faith. I'm Stephanie Clinton, your introduction host. In today's episode, I will be recounting what I would call the best Christmas pageant ever. But first, let's see what's coming up in the life of the church. We look forward to celebrating the service of dedication to Christian family life this Sunday, December 11th, during the 840 and 1045 services. Let's see those fat baby cheeks and those tiny baby toes. If you would like to participate in this beautiful service, please contact the church office or by emailing David Spain with the full name of the child to be dedicated and the date and place of the child's birth and the name of the parents. Each year, the church provides an opportunity for those who would like to provide a year-end gift for items not included in the general budget or the capital campaign. This year, the wish list items include two table and chair sets for the youth room for $350 and a smart TV for the art music room for MDO for $750. If you would like to make a donation to help fund these gifts, please contact Stephanie Gassaway in the church office. The Christian Men's Fellowship, CMF, will meet Thursday, December 15th at 630 in the Fellowship Hall a meal will be provided, and donations for that meal are encouraged. They are continuing the study titled, The Jesus Way. The Jesus Way equips men to live life in a way that reflects the principles and priority of Jesus himself. Come and join RSVP by using the link in the e-newsletter or contact Tom Lida in the church office. Christmas is a busy season for the life of the church. Here is what is coming up in the... In the Sundays in December and the New Year, so you don't miss a thing. Sunday, December 11th, the service of Baby Dedication and the Chancel Choir will perform in both services. Sunday, December 18th, congregational vote for the 2023 general budget. Saturday, December 24th, Christmas Eve service at 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. Sunday, December 20 December 25th, Christmas Day worship at 1045 a.m., one service only, so early birds, plan accordingly. Sunday, January 1st, New Year's Day worship at 1045 a.m., again, one service only on that Sunday. And now, the best Christmas pageant ever. We started participating in the church Christmas pageant when our oldest son, Addison, was in the church nursery in 2007. He dressed up as a barn animal with the other nursery-aged children and sang Away in a Manger. I did my best to create a camel costume out of a brown Old Navy tracksuit, a lot of felt for eyes and pipe cleaners for long camel lashes, and stuffed his baby pillow up the back of his hoodie to make a camel hump. It was precious. One of the preschool years, my husband worked and worked with him to make sure he could stand in front of the church without picking his nose and keeping his hands out of his pants. After a single verse of O Little Town of Bethlehem, he delighted the crowd by yelling out, Hey Daddy, how did I do? to seek approval from his coach. Once Addison moved up to elementary school, he stood with the other children ranging in ages of kindergarten through fifth grade and sang songs outlining the Christmas story. Some years, the kids wore biblical costumes, a.k.a. fabric in various shades of brown and tan, draped around the kids and belted with rope. And some years, it was velvet and plaid dresses and red argyle sweaters and button-up shirts. Either way, it was always very cute. Once our younger son, Harry, came along, he was put into an angel costume with the other nursery age children and sang Hark the Herald Angels Sing to an audience enraptured by the cuteness overload. His blonde hair, blue eyes, and chubby face, topped with a silver tinsel halo, made you want to weep. It was so adorable. For the past 15 years, we have attended the pageant and been delighted by the Christmas dresses, the shenanigans, and toddler angels and sheep. For 15 years, my dear friend and our beloved children's choir director, Christine, has been leading these kids through readings of Luke and songs about angels and barn animals. For more years than Christine would like to count, parents and grandparents have been delighted by the hilarity that ensues when you plop 50 little kids in front of a crowd and expect them to stand still for 30 to 40 minutes. Spoiler alert, they do not stand still for 30 to 40 minutes. Each year, I can't wait to see what crazy thing some kid will do or how many noses will be picked simultaneously, and each year does not disappoint. But one year took the cake. If it could happen in 2017, it did. It all started when one precious little guy in suspenders and a bow tie had his shirt completely untucked with the suspenders still attached to his pants. The parent of this dapper little fellow couldn't take it and discreetly tried to pull him aside to tuck in the shirt. I don't blame that mom for one bit. If, I, if it were my kid up there in front of 300 people looking like he just came from a gentleman's wrestling match, I wouldn't have been able to let the untucked shirt go either. Next was a second grader who decided she needed to tell Christine something in the middle of a song. She whispered something in Christine's ear while she was beating out a 4-4 pattern for the song, then said little girl skipped to my loo up the side aisle on some mystery errand. She promptly returned with what looked like some sort of towel or rag that she then used to wrap and unwrap around her hand for the remainder of the pageant. After that first interruption, it all slowly started to fall apart in the most outstanding way. No less than three children needed to go to the bathroom. Out of obedience to their beloved choir director, they asked her permission, again, in the middle of a song. She simultaneously conducted the choir and sent each one up the side aisle to the bathroom. One precious kindergartner spent the entire time tucking and untucking his shirt and spinning his belt around his waist. Obviously, the time to discover if one can touch their knees on the inside of their pants— is clearly during a Christmas pageant when Mom and Dad are only feet away, but can't really do anything about it. The little girl next to him would not be moved by his shenanigans, and stood like an angelic statue, only moving her lips to sing and her eyes to give him the side eye. If she can concentrate like that at age six, she should consider a career as a bomb diffuser for a SWAT team. Nothing will break her composure. Nothing. It all came to a climax when one little girl lost a tooth during a song. She presented the tooth to Christine for safekeeping, then returned to sing her heart out. Christine took it and, without missing a beat, continued to direct the choir, turned around, and handed the tooth off to a random mom sitting in the front row. The timing of this tooth was either incredibly lucky or unlucky, depending on how you look at it, as it immediately following the dental extraction, it was her turn at the mic to say her lines. While she waited her turn to pro- proclaim that Jesus is indeed the light of the world, her gums started to bleed, as they do immediately following a pulled tooth. Everyone close enough to glimpse her chair of face started to wonder if she had somehow acquired red lipstick and was applying it on stage. Nope, that would be blood. Amazingly, this precious angel delivered her line not once, but three times, as indicated in the script, with blood beginning to splatter her dress. As soon as her time to shine at the mic was over, a dad who was sitting in the second row took her by the bloody hand and walked her up the aisle to the back of the church to clean off her mouth and find her mom. Meanwhile, the instrumentalists, who were seated where they could not see all the action, were oblivious to what was going on. But don't worry, one of the boys on the top row turned around so that he could pantomime a tooth being pulled so that the pianist and the percussion friends wouldn't be left in the dark. Like the shepherds in the field, the excitement of the events unfolding before him were too much not to immediately share the good news with those around him. It wasn't long before two girls started to feel faint— One because of the blood, and the other because she had been standing with her knees locked for too long. You guessed it, both girls came down to tell Christine about the blood, and that her vision was starting to go dark, and she needed to sit down. Despite the distractions, the Christmas pageant was lovely, and some said one of the best we've ever had. I can't think of a better way to begin a season of celebration and of anticipating the birth of Christ than with this community of faith. There I sat, nestled in the pew between my family and my brothers and sisters in Christ as we raised our voices to proclaim joy to the world. Our Lord is coming and has already come. The best news of all is that He has always been here, squeezed in the pew beside each of us, even as we count down the days to His birth. These cold winter days are just a reminder that joy, peace, hope, and love are always available to us in the calm and in the chaos. Watching and participating in this three-ring circus of a Christmas pageant is just the way I want to start the holiday season. The beauty and the mess, the mistakes and effort, tell the story of real life. I look around me and I see parents and grandparents who are all trying their hardest to raise good kids despite what life throws at us. We are all in it together, doing the best with what we have been given, carrying on, continuing to conduct, determined to beat out a 4-4 pattern in spite of the interruptions. I think about the Christmas story the, the kids told us that night, how Mary and Joseph made the long, hard journey from their home in Bethlehem. I think of their ancestors who went before them, wandering in the wilderness, trying to find their way home. I think of all the generations of families that have led up to me and mine and the thousands of Christmases that have been anticipated and celebrated. Christmases full of broken hearts, disappointments, joy, celebration, loss, and hope. It all happened then, and it is all happening now. So here we are, anticipating God's most precious gift— In this beautiful and chaotic mess of a life, Gloria in Excelsis Dale.